Welcome to Loving God and Making Money. I'm Julaine Smith. And I'm Kyla Alvarez. And we are continuing in our series here on Loving God and Making Money, talking about generous leaderships, Kyla and leaderships, leaders. <laughs> <laughs> Kyla and I are here to do one thing, folks. We are on a mission to inspire you to go into the marketplace, make more, save more, give more than you ever dreamed possible, all to the glory of God. And we're talking about the attributes of generous leadership because leaders, are the ones who go out there and do the do. Yes, you got they do. to be a leader. So we're going to continue on now in this series. We are on number four of eleven attributes of generous leaders, and the one we're going to jump off on right now is honoring others. This whole idea of honor, Kyla, in the workplace, I think, is hugely important. Yes, right. So I defined it this way. A generous leader recognizes and respects the value in every person and believes the inherent worth of human beings can't be measured in dollars and cents. Yes. You know what I love about this definition Mm. Mm -hmm. is it has nothing to do with performance. Hello. It has everything to do with just the inherent worth of humanity, which is so contradictory to the way the world operates. You say, oh, you have to have a platform to have honor. You have to have this special title. Are you a doctor? Are you whatever in order to have be taken seriously? Yes. And that is not the kingdom of God. It is not the kingdom of God. It is not even, there's no place in the uh, environment, I think, that we would say uh, uh, created by somebody who, who confesses Christ Jesus. There's no place in that environment for a lack of honor, meaning you as an individual leader hiring your employees, think about this for a moment. If you think that the measure of worth of the individuals who are helping you to fulfill your vision mm-hmm. is based on how much you pay them. Oh, hello. So that, oh my goodness. So that you treat the people who are operating at, let's say at the, at the entry level uh, jobs in your business, you treat them differently than you do those who are um, at the more executive. senior yep. executive level. Yep. What's up with that? I, you know what? I, I honestly, sadly, I think it narrows down to this idea of selfishness. I, mm. I hate saying that, mm. but the truth is I feel like People who have titles, people who we think deserve honor, it, mm-hmm. we we up our game and we treat them nice because half of the time we think we need to schmooze them to get where we are Something called to Something that go. we want. Yeah and, and, yeah. and I just would love to say, um, as someone who, uh, I, you know, I said in last week's episode, I, I've done hospitality work. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about feeling bottom of the totem pole? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've done that. I've done mm-hmm. all those things. I've 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 served people. I have I have done the the dirty work. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I have learned firsthand though because of how ugly that that feels. Yes. Um, yeah. Now, anytime I go to any conference or any big thing, and you know, if I get the honor of going into the green rooms or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or I'm speaking somewhere, I have this lens now of yeah. seeing those people with such worth and value because I have 
been there. And I think for, you know, when, if you want to learn how to honor people, you need to start learning to attach yourself to the humanity, to the stories, to the reality of those people. That's right. That's right. And as business owners and leaders in the marketplace, I think that we, we play a a unique role in um, terms of honor because people watch us. Yes. Um, when you when you're working in an environment as a leader of that of that department or that company, you are always on display. And so when you when you choose to treat someone uh, uh, differently, either to hold them in high esteem or to demean them simply by virtue of their economic or social status or their their place on your org chart, you are saying it's okay for mm-hmm. other people to do the same yes. thing. Yes. And before you know it, you will have created this environment within your organization where there are groups of elites. Yep. And there are groups of people who don't matter as much. And let me tell you, people know Oh yes. when that's the kind of environment that you've established in the workplace. And they know what group they're in. Yes. And, you know, and so it's so interesting to me because I've had experiences where I've led large groups of people. And I can remember um, having the conscious thought that whether you were a senior in my organization or you were entry level, I could... I could not do what I was able to accomplish without the people who chose to to work in the entry level jobs or who yes. had skills yes. uh, and capacities that aligned with what was required of someone at that level. Mm-hmm. Just as I couldn't do and accomplish what I was able to without those who had different roles, roles where they carried more responsibility, whether it was for outcomes or whether it was for people. We needed each other. Yes. We could not accomplish our objectives if we didn't honor and respect Yes. One another. Yes. You know, and so it was so very clear to me that that was needed. And then I can remember an experience I had myself where I worked in an environment where it was obvious to me that I was not among the esteemed. Mm-hmm. That the role that I had within the organization was not uh, highly respected. Mm-hmm. And how I, as an individual in that environment, how it made me feel, mm-hmm. how it made me feel demeaned, how it made me feel like I wasn't um, important. Yeah. And how we talked earlier about uh, uh, not being able to, as an, as an employee, be authentically yourself and to, to bring your home self into an organization and to feel like you were embraced. Mm-hmm. Who wants to work in that kind of environment? I didn't. Yeah. And no one does. It's true. So we as leaders... We can determine what kind of culture of honor we allow to exist in our workplace or not. Because mm-hmm. people are going to follow us. Yes. They will follow our lead. So choose to be one who honors others. It's an attribute of generosity and leadership. The second one, let's talk about this, inspiring change. Now, this is interesting because in business, change is constant. Yes. The only constant in business is change, right? (laughs) So this aspect of generous leadership says that we are to be creative, giving up our time, our knowledge and resources to the development of innovative solutions that alter unpleasant market equilibriums or challenge the status quo. Mm -hmm. 
Now, this is a big one, folks, because when you talk about inspiring change, it's broader than even your business. It's mm-hmm. the community your business exists in. Yes. And I know this firsthand because that's that's the work I do. Mm-hmm. Um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. You want to talk about inspiring change. Yes. When we live in a world that's still a great majority of our world doesn't even believe that racism is present and alive. Um, yeah. <laughs> Foolishly so. Yes. And, uh, you know, but that's the thing is inspiring change is an art. It really is an art that you have to kind of um, kind of craft, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. because you can either inspire change by demanding, demanding, and d- dictating, but that mm-hmm. isn't really inspiring change. Mm-hmm. That's just demanding mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. Um but you know your your definition it it's it's this thing that where people can graft themselves to something big, something grand, something beyond ourselves that's it that is it. It's always bigger mm-hmm. than you. It's bigger than your business when you think about altering unpleasant market equilibriums, you're talking about being able to see the community in which your business operates and identifying those pain points, the things that God cares about, the Matthew 25 things. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me water. When I was in need of clothing, you clothed me. When I was sick, you visited me in the hospital. Mm -hmm. In prison, you came and you ministered to me. These are the unpleasant market equilibriums that exist in our society, which Mm -hmm. if we would stop and pay attention to, We can see that there is an opportunity for us as leaders to influence the direction of change that will impact those unpleasant equilibriums. And I call them unpleasant equilibriums because they exist. There's a state of being Mm -hmm. around these things. But if we can begin to see the role we play bigger than ourselves, then we can actually bring to the table creative thinking, thoughts, solutions. We can see our businesses, folks, as means to an end of social impact, environmental change, things that are going to bring about good that go beyond the bottom line. Yeah. And that's what this is all about. And the vision, you know, what's so great about it, inspiring change requires for those that you're inspiring to see themselves in whatever this change is. It's, it's, it's broad enough. It's big enough, but you paint it in such a way where you show one, the value of the people you're Mm -hmm. inspiring, but you're say you're also connecting the bridge point of how, what they are and who they are is necessary for where we're going. That's right. That's so important. I'm glad you brought that up because it brings to mind the idea of sustainable economic development. Mm -hmm. Okay, because let me put it this way. So often when we are people of um, means or or we've uh, we've achieved a certain status in in our society or in our life, right? And we have a big heart. And there are a lot of people who are generous and have big hearts. But we see these undesired market equilibriums that I'm talking about, these these um, situations that we want to change, these unpleasant situations, and we go into them almost with this white knight mindset. In other words, we go into the situation as though we bring the answer. All by ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And we disempower oh, the people who are in yes. the situation 
because we come with this mindset that they can't help themselves. Oh. Girl, I can't stand it. It's like, that doesn't work for me. That's not what I'm talking about, folks. I am not talking about going to anybody's community come as on. though you're going to come in there and be their savior. I'm waving my I'm hand. I wish y'all could see this. I'm you waving her down. influence change by your being, but you empower the people yes. in the situation yes. to help themselves. Yes. Girl, because I'm not talking about you... I'm not talking about change that that establishes uh, a need for you to need me. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about change that establishes you and honors you and enables you and equips you and to be the change you. you want to see in your life. Yes. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. It's, it's a little so bit good. different than what I think some of the well-meaning um, missionaries and and social do-gooders. Yep. Um, I think have, have done, it's a little bit different. I'm talking about sustainable economic development. Yes. Right. And so investing in solutions that empower people to be able to do what they need to do to change their situation. Amen. We can do that as business leaders. If we look beyond our companies, look beyond ourselves. So honoring others, inspiring change. Let's talk about overcoming obstacles because it's uh, the sixth item on this list of generous leaders, standards of generous leadership that we're talking about. And the fact is that as leaders and business owners, we are going to have to face obstacles. So how do we overcome obstacles? Well, it starts with the mindset. And it's the mindset of being a conqueror. It's a mindset that says that regardless of what the obstacle is, I'm going to take responsibility and direct action to solve that problem. I'm going to act in harmony with my values. I'm going to be unwilling to compromise who I am in order to earn reward or recognition or to avoid criticism. But I'm not going to shrink away from or run away from any kind of challenge that I face. It's ownership. That's what I feel like it is. It's yes, ownership. It's, yes. it's taking this responsibility. It's yes. um, understanding that you are a piece to the solution. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, when we're talking about executing wisdom practically in the workplace, it's so easy for people to do the blame game. Like, oh, if only so-and-so let me do this, or if so-and-so gave me this door, or Blah, 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 blah. Right. If somebody um, would help me. Yes. Then then I can do. And I obviously am in this work. So, yes, there is truth to that. Mm-hmm. But, but, the mm-hmm. but is very important here. Mm-hmm. But what did God give you and what realm do you have presently that you can actually do something about it. Right. So it's right. owning your sphere of influence that you have been given yes. and engaging in the reality that you are part of it. That's right. And I I think my experience has taught me that this whole idea of overcoming obstacles, it's almost impossible to do it without vision. Whenever you come up against a challenge, it's always a challenge that's associated with your purpose. It's always a challenge that's connected to the vision that you're trying to uh, manifest in life. The obstacles come almost as a um, indicator 
that you were on to something. Yeah. <laughs> that you that you must be uh about to get to a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Right? So so when you understand that you are called and, and you are pursuing a purpose, that vision, that understanding of that purpose, it it enables and empowers you, I think, to be able to overcome the obstacles. I can't I can't tell you how many times, Kyla, I have in the past 10 years or so been faced with decision points along the way where I could have easily said that it would be preferable for me, easier for me to choose a different path than the one that I'm on right now in terms of business development and simply get a job and continue to work for someone else. Mm-hmm. And But if I chose that, I would have been succumbing to the obstacles of business development that were in front of, in front of me. Mm-hmm. I would have been trying to choose a easier path in life. Mm-hmm. And that easier path would have also re, um, resulted in me aborting my life's purpose. Yes. And that's where discernment comes in with this, yes. right? Yes. Discerning, okay, God, what obstacles am I called to engage in? Oh, my goodness. And the obstacles that we engage in, people, they strengthen us. They build up our spiritual muscles. They build up our souls. They build up our ability to keep our emotions at bay, to have the spiritual discernment and wisdom to understand what's going on, and then to seek knowledge and understanding of what can I do to push past this obstacle without having any kind of challenge as you are living life and you're leading others in in pursuit of anything that's worth time to pursue, you are going to have to be strengthened in your inner man. You have to. And obstacles build up strength. It's like weightlifting. Okay. It's just, it comes with it. So as a leader, don't get... Don't get dismayed or discouraged when you face obstacles in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Think your way through them. Pray your way through them. So good. You are going to get to your breakthrough if you don't give up. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't give up. Yeah. So generous leaders, we don't give up. We don't easily give up, Kyla. We keep going. Why do we keep going? Because we know we got a reason to do what we're doing, which is number seven on our list of 11 things that generous leaders always do, the 11 attributes. Number seven is to keep your intrinsic purpose in constant view. Yes. Hmm. To be motivated by your why. Yes. That compels you to do your what. Okay, intrinsic purpose, that's the purpose that God gave you. It's revealed to you by him through your marriage of wills relationship. That's what I call it. You refer to that intimacy (laughs) with God. I'm like, hey, me and God, we're like tight. He's even talking to me. He even is giving me some insights as to who I am and why I am and what it is that he was um, thinking about Mm -hmm. when he birthed me in my mother's womb. Yes. Hello. And that's the purpose. Yes. That compels me to work through obstacles and to make sure that I'm being the kind of leader after God's own heart. It's my intrinsic purpose. That's right. And I think, you know, gosh, so many people in the business world, I think you start on it because of practical economics, right? You are make like... Make some money. Uh, yeah, I'm just called the... Oh, you know, I'm a yeah. Christian. I'm just going to make yeah. some money and give to the church. And you yes. leave it on that surface level 
uh, reality. Motivation. And that yeah. is, it's that, first of all, let me tell you, that is not what God intends for well, you. Well, you know, it's baseline. It's beginning point. It's like, okay, we can all be inspired by the need to make money. Yeah. I mean, who's not? Yeah, exactly. Everybody I mean, can deal with that. But what's going to separate us from the world? Exactly. And, and that's the thing, though, is I feel like so many people in the world, you know, you're just in this job, you're making this money. Okay, five years goes by, mm-hmm. well, maybe even 10 years goes mm-hmm. by, mm-hmm. and you're just still in that job, just trying to get that promotion, just trying to get mm-hmm. that paycheck. On the but grind. you haven't even asked God, is this what I'm called to do? <laughs> God, what? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Yeah, like God, what? Yeah. Where? What? What are? What am I supposed to do in all of this? And I think for some right. of our listeners, if I can challenge you, take some time to craft a mission statement. Yes, craft, what's the mission for your money? Exactly. So take the time, look at it, name it, uh, identify it, get yes. with Jesus, and right. do that hard work. Because it's if you so don't know important. where you're going, yeah. then like if you get on a road, you just will end up somewhere you never planned to be. That's right. And you didn't even know that when the truth is, oh, you always had this destination, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. a calling, this place where you were called to put down roots and build and thrive. That's but you right. would never know unless you ask. You will never know unless you ask. And it's interesting because we will pray for increase. You're asking God to prosper you. Mm-hmm. The question that God is asking us, why? Mm-hmm. Why should I prosper you? Why should I increase you? What's the mission for your money? Are you looking for position? Hello. Are you looking to fulfill a mission? It's very different, folks. Are you looking for uh, accolades and recognition and to be famous in the eyesight of others? Are you looking to fulfill a mission? A mission is a purpose that has been given to you by the Most High to do something in the world that is going to be long-lasting, that's going to leave legacy, that's going to make a difference in the lives of other people. When you can attach your motivation to make money to a mission, I guarantee you, you will get God's attention. Your business will thrive because God is about uplifting the lives of other people. And if he can get our attention long enough, he will help us to see the role we can play in uplifting the life of other people. And the beauty of this whole relationship with God is that when we are about God's business, God is about our business. And that means that our companies, the things that we put our hands to do, he will cause it to prosper. So you will get where you want to be even if you put other people first and put your desire to fulfill God's mission first. You get where you want to be. Yes. It's an upside down Mental. model. It's, it's an upside down world. God doesn't work the way the world works. The world would tell you, don't be thinking about other people. Think about yourself. Don't be considering the needs of others. Think about yourself. Focus on making that money. Become a wealthy uh, landowner, a business owner, or whatever. Strive, strive, strive. Chase the coin. Do what yes. you need to uplift yourself. Yeah. That's what the world will tell you. Yep, and God will say, true. surrender your life to Come me. Come on. Lay down your life to yeah. me. Let me fill you. The very you. opposite. Well, <laughs> the very opposite. And yet, yeah. at the end of the day, we prosper in the things that we do. And yes. we live a fulfilled life. Yes. Oh, my God. So I, it's important. It's true. I mean, just real quick. I remember being, you know, I had just turned 20 years old and I had landed a job here in Bellevue with one of the biggest commercial real estate companies mm-hmm. at 20 years old yes. at a corner office okay, in downtown Bellevue. 
And you know what's so funny? Mm. God told me to walk away. Oh, the my practical goodness. reality. Because you know what? I was like, oh, I could do business. Because you know what? I'm gifted. I am skilled in business. Yes. I have a mindset for it. Yeah. But it's so funny because God was like, no, I need you to walk away. I need you yes. to walk away because my purpose is, he said, Kylie, go study and show yourself approved. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't go back to the business world, but it means that by keeping the constant purpose yes. in the forefront of my mind, yes. I was able to let go of the things in the world, the corner office, the nice paycheck, the uh, the pathway to promotion. I was able to leave that behind without a second glance mm-hmm. because I had the peace of God that surpasses all understanding yes. leading and guiding me. Yes into school and education. Did I understand fully what it meant? No, but I knew that the purpose of God was at the forefront of my mind and it keeps leading and revealing and more and more. And it yes. takes me and opens up new doors. It does. And God is faithful. You might not understand the pathways he directs you towards, but when you keep the purpose in the forefront of your mind, yes. God is faithful to reveal it. Because our job is to not understand how it works. Yes. Our job is just to participate be and be faithful. That's right. And he will elevate you. I am a living witness. I tell you the truth. There is increase waiting for you when you do what Kyla has said. Listen, people, this is truth speaking to you right now. Don't allow yourself to be swindled out of the best life you would ever be able to live because you choose to pursue the temporary things of this world and to forsake the why that's attached to the what for your life that comes by way of the throne room of grace. God has good in store for you, folks. That's what I'm trying to tell you here. And Kyla and I are on this podcast trying Mm -hmm. to help you understand loving God and making money. It's all about aligning our aspirations to create wealth with the perfect will of God for our life. So we're going to have to wrap it up again on this podcast, but we're almost through our 11 um, attributes of generous leadership. I think we can probably wrap this up in our next podcast. So be sure to come back and keep up with us. We're going somewhere here. So don't get left behind. You don't want to be left behind. (laughs) You want to be on top of it. So in the meantime, it's Kyla Alvarez and Julaine Smith. We're signing off another week. Kyla, what you got to say? I'm just excited for what's ahead for all of you. I honestly believe that the more you trust in this, the more you'll the start to see God be. move. Amen, amen. And we're going to wait for the testimonies to come in. I'm already starting to get some. I don't want to get off on a tangent, but honey, people are increasing because of the love of God and the prayers of the righteous. They availeth much. So anyway, between now and next week, go into the marketplace, do what you always are doing and what I always ask you to do. Make more, save more, give more than you ever dreamed possible to the glory of God. It's worth it, folks. It's a good life. Love ya. Till next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.